Hold yeah, on. let him. God, this is ridiculous. Uh-oh, we got the dogs going. It's all right. I started recording. Andrew, I'm going to introduce you while you get the dogs. Can he, is he good? Can you hear me? All good. Here we go. Here's your introduction. The Charlesworths. No one refers to you guys as the Charlesworths, do they? Some do. I don't know. Well, I've seen it. Well, Andrew and Jen, not just longtime friends. We'll talk about when I met you, Andrew, because I remember now. Um... CrossFit to Abor, you are the owners of CrossFit to Abor. Andrew is the co-owner of Thunderbro. Both of you are on the CrossFit seminar staff, and Jen's also on the kids staff. Jen also coaches for Own Your Eating, which is probably the best part of your resume here. The best. And um, let, let's run through the menagerie. Three dogs, eight chickens, and two ducks. Yep, nice. Circus. It's a, I love it. I mean, one of my favorite parts of our road trip was staying with you guys. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you guys noticed, I was at jujitsu yesterday and I got a little bit of a black eye. Oh, nice. Oh, I actually I didn't, didn't, notice. didn't notice. It looks good until you pointed it out. Now well, it's... well, point being, oh. I did not get the same care that Andrew got from oh Russ. <laughs> I talked about that to somebody the other day. Like, it, well, it was my, if you, if you even ask her more about the story, like I was actively trying to fix myself with the Mark Pro with like everything I had and making it so much worse. Like if she could bring me food, I wouldn't have eaten. <laughs> we, Roz and I were staying with Andrew and Jen. Jen and I had to go work a seminar. Andrew was off. Roz hung back. Andrew hurts his elbow at jujitsu, and Roz proceeded to nurse him back to health. <laughs> yeah, that was so bad. But. Here's the real reason I want you guys on the podcast. You guys run an amazing box, they, you know, an amazing community. And not just saying it from being there, but all you have to do is go on their social media and you'll see it all. But you're also married. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So- <laughs> Coming up on uh, four, five, four, four years in like one week. Less is that it? Week. Has it only been four years? I've been married for four years. Yeah. But we've been together for like since 2012, maybe seven. Yeah. Yeah. Hasn't been that really long. No. Okay. Thing about her. You guys, well, we're going to play a little game at the end. Don't you worry, Andrew. You'll you'll prove it. You'll prove it. (laughs) You guys are a lot of fun to watch as a couple, but I'm sure just like owning a business with your wife, like Roz and I do, there's ups and downs. So I want people listening to just hear a different perspective of box ownership. So first and foremost, I guess the first question would be, you guys decide to open, was it just a joint venture right away or did one of you take the, the lead and the other was kind of tagging along? It was us together the whole yeah. time. Yep. So just day one, you're involved in CrossFit. Hey, honey, let's open a box together. Yeah. Andrew did some of the construction, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And he, I mean, we are both equally hands-on with the gym. Even when we started, it was, it was us together for sure. So when running a gym, there's a billion decisions to be made, you know, from what barbells to buy to what color to paint the wall. How do you guys go about every little decision? Do one of you have, okay, Jen, you handle equipment versus Andrew, you handle, you know, the build out. How do you guys go about that? And I'm sure, and we'll talk about when you guys don't agree on something, how does that get handled? We don't have systems. Mm -hmm. And, And to be honest, like, it's part of, I think, being a man, all you want to do is have systems and you want to have individual like organization skills. 
And oh boy, I almost just ruined this podcast. Let me rephrase my my vernacular. I was gonna say then don't marry like a woman because that's that they they work differently and neither one is better than the other. She is gonna go based on, hey, I think that the walls will be good like this, but I want to do this first. And for like me, I'm like, no, I need to finish a project. So it's different ways of thinking. And I think when one person drops the ego on one and just lets, like, if I just say, Hey, you're, you're, you're president of this, this thought, this project. And then sometimes she drops it and like, all right, you take the reins on this one. Does that makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of whatever job speaks to us. I yeah, think for sure, because he's more of a numbers guy. I like money and numbers. Yeah. And, and I, I am, he's the business person. I'm the people person, but you're a people Ooh. person. Yeah. But I think, uh, hmm, yeah, there's, there's a people person and there's an entertainer. I'm an entertainer. Um, but truth of the matter is if you're having a hard time or you're having a good time or whatever, she's going to be the one that cares a lot more. And I don't say that to be mean. I just, you know, just trying to train and hang out and I'll always entertain you. Do you know what I mean? That That's the challenging part. Yeah. Bottom line is we don't have any systems. No systems. <laughs> I think that if I were to say, how can you explain not having systems in one answer, that would have been it. Yeah. Exactly what you guys just said. But so Andrew first said men shouldn't marry women. Is that what you're, is that what we should take from this? Men shouldn't marry women. <laughs> no, I didn't want to, you know, there's people in uh, 2019, you know, I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to, it's one of my big things. When my, my, you know, I guess this isn't about marriage, but a lot of times if my friends will um, call me and they're having trouble with their girlfriend or they, and they're 30 plus, you know, and they're like, oh, I'm just, you know, annoying. Like she won't ever clean or do the dishes or doesn't want to watch the shows I want to watch and did it. Da. And I'm just like, Sounds sounds like you just want to live with me like we did in college and played Xbox. Like, man, that would be amazing. I'm like, well, you understand what that entails. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think your wife does a few things that I probably won't do, but other yeah. than that, would be great. So <laughs> I I like this kind of direction because no systems, but one thing that is very apparent and I kicked off earlier is your community. So let's make this show growing a community you guys have you know again i see it from the outside i don't know what's going on you guys are giving each other a look so you just farted i just farted uh, <laughs> you couldn't hear it though you couldn't hear it muffled into the cushion <laughs> that will be the clip i take of this episode andrew farting but <laughs> so you know everybody wants the answer of like okay how do you grow a community okay here are your eight steps but it's not like that so what do you guys, let's talk about some of the things you do well first, and then let's talk maybe about some of the mistakes you've made along the way. So what are some things you know you've done well to foster that community at 2A board? I think we're just there. I, I never understood when people were like, yeah, I own a gym, but I have a manager. That doesn't make sense to me because we got into this to have friends and to build that community. So when people... When the owners aren't there, I think your community suffers. You know what I mean? It's like the yeah. trickle-down effect. If we're always there and we're present and we're giving our, our best and whatever, those hours, then that just fosters that. The trickle-down effect is the pro, like she just said, and it's also the con. Because if we're tired, they're tired. Mm -hmm. If we're cranky, they're cranky. If we're having a bad day and um, 
that is a lot of times people be like, Oh, suck it up, buttercup. But if you're not really authentic, like if I'm treating you like you're not part of my family or community, Mm -hmm. if I'm genuinely upset, then you're probably gonna be upset with me. And and that, that ride or die mentality is a pit too, because sometimes you might have three bad weeks in a row well, one time Andrew was constipated for a whole week yeah. and the whole gym knew about it. Yeah. Like every day they'd be like, did you poop yet? Are you okay? But that's but a good thing. That's part of fun. Like that's Andrew. He's probably talking about it yeah. joke, jokingly and yeah. you know, became a fun joke. I mean, and, and like I said, I was out there, you know, visiting you guys and you guys had people over every night. I mean, it's clearly not just a gym. It's a community. It's a family. Mm-hmm. But now... I think hearing that there's also probably some pitfalls to that. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Big Sometimes, chance. I mean, there are closest friends and there are family. So <clears throat> we do have disagreements or things that happen and then it gets awkward. And then you're like, where do we go from here? Because we now have to treat you professionally. Whereas before it was, you know, you're our, you're our close friends. And sometimes that really sucks. So, uh, that sometimes that, that always sucks. Yeah. Give some advice. A box owner's listening, and and I had this. You know, your friends or your members. Oh, I can't pay this month, or can I have a discount? We're friends. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? I don't think true friends will ever ask for a discount. Ooh, boom. Mm. I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. But also, I I think um, like what what are what do you why did you actually open a CrossFit gym? Because if you actually open a CrossFit gym to make it like profit wise. There's a lot of other businesses, even in the fitness industry, you could have opened <laughs> mm-hmm. that simply make money that you don't have friends, connections, communities. Yeah. And maybe you should have done that because if you're if you're opening up a CrossFit gym, get ready for your members to be happy, sad, married, you know, divorced, or then one of them doesn't get into school, or one of them is now picking up a, a like they got fired from their job, like and they and they literally can't pay. Like how do you you know like where do you go from all there when you like these people love these people? I just think we've gotten by with never <laughs> treating someone like they're a dollar sign. Mm. And that just means the most Like we have people come from gyms that are like, I'm tired of being invisible in my gym. And they just, I'm, that blows my mind that an owner of a gym can just see this person every day and never speak to them. Never ask them how their day is. Never ask them how their kids are. That that drives me insane. So we are that little lighthouse in our community. I think of, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're old or young or weird. You're a part of the family now. So I'll ask you how your kids are. Mm-hmm. How many couples have gotten married from your box? Do you guys know? Um, gotten, I think only like inside four? of the gym. Four. Not that they haven't, they haven't met in the gym. Like yeah. they came as a couple. But like, no, well, Justin, two of our coaches got married. Oh yeah, the, two of our coaches meeting got married. and but um, probably like four. I think we have about thirty-five married couples. So well, you're saying just at the gym in general, but yeah. four four met. I mean, I always thought that was the coolest part of owning a box that you're just mm-hmm. not just new friendships, but new marriages. Yeah. From from the couple perspective, now the Charlesworths, you're obviously heavily invested in your community. How do you find the balance of I'm a part of this community, but then we also need some space once in a while? Ebb oh. and flow. 
That is really hard too, because we live. You act like you've been in this situation. Yeah. (laughs) 20 seconds from the gym. So people just know. Sometimes I'll pull the car in and shut the garage door. So people think we're not home. They can just drive by and see like, oh, they're home. It's, uh, I don't know. I think taking designated nights off has really helped us. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the night off thing was a big deal. It's Wednesday night off Thursday morning off. Yeah, so you guys do that every week. You don't coach the Wednesday night. You don't coach the Thursday morning. And that's, you know, a day away from the community time spent together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even Mondays are hard, you know, getting off the road and then you got to go back. You're like, you've presence and attituded all weekend. And then you got a presence and attitude at your gym. And sometimes it's like fake it till you make it. But I think we do a good job of taking Monday mornings off. Yeah, it's um the taking, right? Like not giving your giving yourself, giving yourself, giving yourself. Sometimes you lose track of what you are when you're not giving. And I always relate back to um probably not a lot of the listeners watched Sivo documentary on MTV a long time ago. But he was addicted to that because of the camera. He he ended up like always having to have a camera on him, even to his ultimate demise before he was saved by Johnny Knoxville. And like he he was so scared to not be on or not be on a camera that it was sickening. And like sometimes like I better balance this out so I don't end up like that. What are, what are some other things you guys do for balance? And because I want to talk about seminar staff, but running a box and being on. I mean, like you said, you have to be on. 24 seven. I can't imagine just that night and morning is enough. What else do you guys do for that balance? Cry. <laughs> I mean, seriously, she likes, I don't, we, we as a couple at least go on one like dinner date night. And I know that sounds so basic. We didn't make a checklist for our relationship. So we don't get stick. Cause you know, it's like, do I really want to go out? You and Roz went through this. I saw you posted. I, I can't go out because I have to change my meals. And it's stepping outside of your box and it's easy just to be like, let's go to the same restaurant. Let's go to the same whatever that we do. So what's on that checklist? I have it right there. Let me grab, can you reach my phone? Yeah. We made a checklist of that. This is funny you said that. Well, let's go over it because I think if someone's listening, whether you're a box owner or you work with your wife or just want to improve your relationship, let's, let's take some marital advice from the Charlesworths here. And then I'll give you guys a piece of advice that Roz and I are working on. I mean, this, this worked for us, but it was, um, the first thing was a change uh, of scenery. Oh, that's right? not it. Uh-oh. Um, real, here we go. Relationship. I call it the relationship anecdote. I don't even know if that's the right word. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's like when someone just tries to use a big word, but doesn't yeah. really fit. <laughs> oh, what it, I remember now having write it, written it. What it was, was that we were wondering how, like, Hey, we should connect. We should like each other. This that, but there's not like we were mad, but we just we had other stuff. And here were the common five things that brought us together. All right, change of scenery, sort of movement, like walking, um, walking the dogs, walking the dogs, like uh, going on a bike ride, something. <laughs> No phones for at least like 60 minutes. I think that one's pretty obvious. Have to be face-to-face. Side-to-side doesn't work. And then it has to be a common activity. 
if we if we both watched a movie, even though it's not face to face, it was at least a common activity. But like, if she's on her phone, we got pissed at each other the other night because we were trying we're trying to watch Game of Thrones. We're starting season one. It's not it's not that good yet. But I guess back in the day, it wasn't that good. Apparently, it's better. But like, I had to answer this text message. I can't even remember who it was a non-negotiable like, and then um, I was like, Hey, I'm really sorry. Like, I wish I could have just not answered that, but I'm still here. And then I saw her on her phone. I tried to give her, I was like, well, same shit. Right. I was kind of like, ah, uh, uh, and you know, she was probably on Instagram, something like that. Like, but either way it didn't matter. Like since I said that this is important, it's important in her not going on Instagram is not but like it doesn't that stuff didn't matter. So that was a brief that was a brief ten minute fight, maybe max. Maybe not even that. We that, get over pretty quickly lately. That that happens and I, I like it. So let me just recap. Change the scenery, make sure yeah. there's some movement involved. There can't be phones, face to face, and it's a common activity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the secret to the Charlesworths marriage. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. Going to Costco is my favorite. Yeah, like we love going to Costco because <laughs> also grocery shopping. Yeah, yeah, not necessarily. No, no. <laughs> going to Costco is different than grocery shopping. <laughs> grocery shopping makes me angry. There's triggers in grocery grocery shopping that makes me angry because you get treats in every aisle. No, because that's I don't like to spend money. Right. I hate spending dumb money. There's nothing in the world I hate more than spending dumb money. And when you go into a grocery store, you spend dumb money. When you go to Costco, oh man, you save money. You are you are crushing life. Like that shouldn't be. If you don't have a Costco membership and you're trying to think of yourself as like saving money for the future, whatever, I don't, I don't understand. This is a good little rant. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to get this podcast sponsored by Costco. So Here's an activity for your for your next you know date night or whatever you're gonna do maybe tonight. Roz oh. and I are working on ours and it was her idea. You take your last name, so you're gonna take Charlesworth and you're gonna come up with a word for each letter that is a common value that you both have Ooh. or something you want. I like that. Yeah, we'll That's work cool. on that. We'll send you our list. Yeah, like so it. you know, C could be caring, it can be compassionate, you know that type of stuff. H, you got a lot of letters, so you got it's gonna take yeah, you. Oh boy. So now for those listening, you know, a lot of people listen, they're thinking about potentially getting their level three. Their goal is to get onto the seminar staff. Mm-hmm. How do you balance that with owning a box? Cause like you said, I think one thing people don't realize about working seminars is travel's brutal. You know, you leave oftentimes Friday, sometimes you have a Monday return. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we, pr- I would say we put out more energy in those two days than most people do in their seven. Yeah, agreed. So, so how do you find that balance? You know, the chants, for example, are notorious for having their no-talk Mondays, mm-hmm. Matt and Cherie. What do, you, what do the Charlesworth do to find balance amongst themselves, but then also so the box doesn't feel it? We we definitely have the Monday mornings covered. Um, so just having, like this past week we had, I got home at like two in the morning from New York and then the news people were coming like, can we come at 6 a.m. and do a live shot? And I was like, Ugh. so I sent him. But I got home at 1130. Yeah. Like it's. But I feel like we just kind of pick each other up in that way where if he can go in and I can stay home or it's usually him going in. He lets me sleep a lot. But yeah, if one of us can show face, <clears throat> I think that's. Yeah, that um, it's 
there is no right answer. It's not for the, it's not for the, uh, it's not for the week. <laughs> There's no other ways to say it. Um, it and I, don't, I don't think people realize, I don't think really our members know what we do on the weekends. I think they do now. Oh, right. Think, or until they take their level one themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, Jen Andrew is gone. And then we, like, we just come back and we're the same people. I just say for work, I travel for work every weekend. Yeah. And then they start to make the connection. Well, you keep saying CrossFit is your work. And I'm like, yeah, that's my actual job. Um, and it's like the best job in the world, but it's still a job. And uh, I go to the job and then I come back to you guys. Yeah. Yeah, but really the only classes we're getting covered are Friday night and Saturday. We don't. And we only have like one class Friday night, one class Saturday morning. Yeah. We probably should have more if we were better business, but we're not a business. We're a co-op. Are you guys, wait, so you're a co-op, not a business? Uh, Andrew's Jason, making that's, things come up. Come on, that's, that's theoretical. Okay. <laughs> I don't know with you. I don't know you guys. No one knows. Co-op means everybody's involved. Every single person brings something to the table. Like the real reason our wall is gray is because that's what the people who are our members who are helped designing the gym liked. And then Jen has the final call because I don't care. And then Jen said, okay. But basically they're the ones that picked that color. And so so two things. One, I've I've considered the co-op model. Like I was a member of a food co-op back in New York and you pay dues and, but you have to put some work in type of thing. But but what? Correct me if I'm wrong. But wasn't there some drama over the color of the walls? Jeez. <laughs> it was. Uh, so we put up the OSB boards, right? And they wanted it to look raw, and I thought it looked terrible. Just this raw, like wood. And then, well, let's paint it wood color, and it ended up being the color of cat puke. It was disgusting orange. And then Andrew on the car is like, I let everyone down with this wall he's crying you know yeah that one got to me it got to him that was that was hard but uh, i think who picked out the drink it was christina and um it ended up great but that wall was that broke us well and some guy and then some of the dudes were like helping us paint it because they were being supportive even if my decision was stupid do you know what i mean so like yeah. i appreciate that even and it's like oh my god uh, you know at some point it's like it was, yeah. yeah. So it, it looks awesome now. But co-op, people are, I don't know, like we listen, you know, people just kind of do stuff and we have the, I guess the ultimate say, but I guess that's like a church kind of, right? Yeah. yeah. You're, you're the bosses, you're the owners, but you've created such an amazing community that people want to give back and people, you know, it means a lot to them. And as adults, I mean, how many things do you have in your life like CrossFit you know, maybe church if you're religious or maybe one other activity, but this is what they love doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, we listened to them too. We had some, you know, programming issues and a lot of us, a lot of them were coming to us with the, it's like, Hey, we want more variety, this and that. So we just said, fine, we'll write the programming. So I, I like that they feel like they're heard too. Not just like, well, Jen and Andrew just, it's like anarchy. Is that the right word? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It could, it could certainly become, anarchy if you let your community take too much of a lead right the inmates oh, yeah. are in the asylum type of thing but i think ultimately you guys have final say which is good mm-hmm. i want to hear from each of you what is one thing the other person one little thing they do 
naturally that makes your life better? You go first. No, you go first. Why? Because you don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what Jen will say. I want to hear the word. Okay, hold on. Let me repeat the question. It naturally makes my well, just life. one thing you do for each other. So, for example, I would hope I do for Jen. Yeah, well, I know what you do for Jen that she's going to say. You like my love language is acts of service. So he, he always is there to be like, well, if you need to sleep longer, I'll do this, or if you need me to do whatever he does all that stuff that's what i would have said i know jen likes her sleep and andrew makes a, a, a bomb ass breakfast yeah and uh so i would have said that for you what do you got for jen well there's a lot of things i think i've i've witnessed with other couples and not like i don't really compare but uh she really gives me the ability to control this sounds really dumb but you give me the ability you trust whatever decision i make Mm -hmm. If that's financially, if that's like, I, I, you know, I'll be in the drama, like feelings, this, that. But if I finally was like, hey, not happening, she would be like, okay, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But that rare, then that rarely happens. Like, like if I lay the foot down, yeah, she's, the, she's foot okay. is, the foot is down. <laughs> if I lay the foot down, the foot is down. But I, but also I earned that because I don't lay the foot down. All the, you know, all the time. You yeah. Know I mean? Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I let you be yourself. Let me be myself. That's it. Yeah. I think you guys both do that That's well. Part of me. Oh. So, now with that being said, how do you guys handle when the other person is stressing you out, be it at home or at the gym? I think I know Andrew's answer. I think I know <laughs> what Jen's answer for Andrew would be, at least. I cry. Well, cry. She's about go for a walk. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you could. I mean, it, once again, movement. I actually, um, in the past, I, if like we've been annoying each other or something, and it's never, any guy will say, I'm pretty sure it's always just like, you don't ever, I'm never going to be like, I'm annoyed with you. So I'm going to pout or like go away. Like, it's not how a guy will handle it. It gets angry or like, and then you're, you're not going to get angry at your wife or your spouse. So you don't know what to do. You just kind of got to leave. Punch a garbage can. Punch a garbage can. Like, so I always, uh, one time we got in a fight. Oh, cause he had these stupid Crocs. There's so many shoe choices besides Crocs. And I was like, please just like get rid of the Crocs. You need to look professional at the gym, blah, blah, blah. So he came downstairs. It was like the middle of the night stabbing the Crocs with a knife. And he's like, these things are indestructible. They wouldn't. <laughs> They would not die. So he just threw them away with a knife stuck in them. That's why they're so good. <laughs> Tosh just went and chased a mountain lion and croc and crocs. Oh. But anyway, I go away. Um, I will go to the, I have a membership at the old gym I used to be a personal trainer at, and I will go do a hot tub, cold tub, sauna, refresh. Joe DeGain and I call him tribathlon. And that levels me out to a point of like I need to do that every day mm -hmm. and I don't even on days that I'm happy though like I should still do that we don't have to be in an argument for me to go do that um because also I'll relate if I am always there and I'm always angry like why would I want to relate a space of relaxation and refreshing to being angry so I'll just go away um she like she said she just actually needs to like cry and lock herself in a room and stuff I with think all the dogs. with all the dogs yeah who, I want to hear from each of you. Who has been your biggest influence 
as far as coaching, developing as a coach? Hmm. <clears throat> I, you know, we worked for Joe DeGain for a long time. He's on level one, level two, flow master. He, uh, the more I separate from him, like in our terms of our business, the more I come back to everything that he's taught us. He always says, like, you want to have the knowledge of a, like all the science knowledge, but be able to relay it like a gym teacher. And I'll just, that's like how I coach. I feel like, especially being on the kids staff, speaking to adults, not like their kids, but in relatable terms. Oh, that's good. Um, <clears throat> what influences a trainer? Is that what you said? Or a coach? Yeah, as a coach or trainer. But one thing Jen just said, and everyone that I've interviewed has brought it back to, you know, keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. EC talked about coaching, like you're coaching a five-year-old. Uh, coach Bergner was on talking about, you know, making sure everyone can understand it. Boz. So all these great trainers, like Joe says, has this great depth of knowledge. And Joe was a PE teacher, right? In coaching just like that. And if you guys don't know Joe DeGain, definitely check him out. One of the good guys out there. Andrew, what about you? Co- coaching for me, it just like I actually doing more self help. That's another thing Jen helps me with is like a lot of self help. I've been around, I've been learning from coaches since I've been literally four years old. I've, I've actually learned nothing else from anyone else. My mom was smart enough to put me around coaches since I didn't have a dad. She put me around the best coaches ever. So, I mean, God, I can't even give you one because I don't relate CrossFit coaching to why I'm a good coach. I actually relate it to literally my development and people like this staff and everything. But I learned discipline, honor, teamwork. I mean, those sorts of things. At such a young age, I mean, I remember my first coach ever saying, "Call me Bob," because there are too many Andrews on the <laughs> team. He's like, "Bob, you know, like someday you're going to wind up in a trash can." can. No, <laughs> like someday you're going to wind up in a trash can. Thirty years from now, you're going to have no one to call. You're going to call me. I'm going to be there for you. And that made no sense in fourth grade. Trash can? Why would be in a trash can? And then <laughs> I understood it. I mean, just just so many things. Like, I don't know if I had to pick. I really do. You know, even though he's my partner, me and Dave are super close um, because we're funny, we're outgoing, we say things that might rattle, yet that guy is a smart dude. And if it's one thing I like, it's being able to speak myself. People say I have ADD or can't, whatever. I don't even listen to that. But I'm still probably smarter in terms of iron credibility than whoever's saying that to me. Mm. And for for me to have that, I have to always be doing research. I have to always be learning. And that's Dave, same way. You know, he, people might look at him and be like, what is going on? And then all of a sudden they're like, holy crap, that guy's knowledge is superb. So, superb. Superb. Hmm. You know, and, and just to make it clear, I, I gave it in the introduction, but a lot of people see Dave as the Thunderbro guy, but Andrew is the co-owner. So oh. definitely check that stuff out. I'm, I'm, we have a whole op- episode talking about Thunderbro with Dave, but it's good stuff. Um, so I'm afraid Andrew's going to go a little off the deep end on this question. So Jen, you're going to have to reel him in, but I do want to touch on the fact that you guys are all about testing stuff at the box, you know, most recently diving into the tinker training and heart rate type stuff. Yep. So 
what have you guys found with that? You know, people can research tinker trading and I'll probably have the, uh, what's so funny? I'm going to say tinker. You guys are laughing every time I say it. <laughs> it's because I'm the tin man. I don't have a heart. So tinker trading. Yeah. So, um, what have you guys noticed with that? And people can check it out and I'll, I'll have, you know, them on at some point, but what did you guys notice at the box? Uh, so most recently, well, we started ticker training because uh, how we felt, you know, a little bit run down from competing and trying to compete every single day. We're not 20 years old anymore. So we wanted to find something that was a little more sustainable for us and for our members. And that's where the heart rate training came in. And we found that through slowing people down, um, not only are their mechanics getting better, but they're they're just overall healthier. Um, they're not getting injured as frequently. They're coming to the gym seven days a week instead of four or three because they're too sore. And we kind of took, for the most part, that leaderboard out of the equation. And we understand it's an important part of getting better, measurable data. But um, I think that helped kind of just chill people out. They're not, they're not worried about what the person's doing next to them. They're worried about what they're doing. And so taking away that competing element for most of the days has really helped them. And, you know, and something I didn't include in the introduction is both of you have been to regionals numerous times. So you mm -hmm. were both very high level CrossFit athletes. Andrew, what, what did, what would you add to that? That was really great. I mean, she could have went off on a lot even more, but that was a really good synopsis. Like slowing people down has made them healthier and better in the idea of competing every day. I mean, when you tell that to a samurai, I don't think that makes any sense. So a samurai fighter cannot compete every day because their ultimate fight is death. And so what, what makes you think your physiology is uh, like, you're a unique individual that you're supposed to compete every day. Um, that's not true. You're supposed to compete once in a while. That's like a teenager. The first, first time they start drinking, like, you know, 17, 18, they're like, yeah. And they just get drunk every night. And then before they wake up, they're like, I'm 25. And my face is fat and I'm fat and I don't have a job and I don't have a spouse, man. Maybe I shouldn't have slept. Like, you know, that's yeah. So yeah. if, if the average, you know, ticker training is available, boxes can certainly use it, but if they're like, okay, I, I like doing my own programming or reuse, you know, another company, how can they implement something similar how can they get that message conveyed to their athletes without strapping on a heart rate monitor and, and you know, keeping an eye on that metric? We, we use ticker training concepts, but we write our own programming. So we're right there. I think just having designated goals for each day. So for example, we have an endurance day An endurance day is just what it sounds like an endurance day, meaning you're going to be moving for 30 minutes or more. Right. Closer to 45. Yeah. So you, you shouldn't, really feel you shouldn't be putting that gas pedal down because then you're not building your aerobic base um you should be able to have a conversation so I, having I, a yeah. goal and describe um, like we actually go up to members and talk to them yeah. during endurance days and not like how are you doing like what's up you know like be annoying like go three steps deeper because if they can't even comprehend what's going on or they can't they can't breathe through their nose while they're talking they're going way too far yeah and then Oh, how, do you, how do you find that balance? You know, for me, owning boxes, it was always about best hour of their day. Mm -hmm. And and programming, to be quite honest, took a backseat. It was like, 
it's important, but you know, I've, I've kind of said recently, like even shitty CrossFit yields great results. Oh, you know, yeah. you can be a bad coach with shitty programming, but getting people to do functional movements will get results. Oh, so, yeah. so where do you guys find that balance? Obviously you're giving people the best hour of their day. There's no negotiating that, but what still drives you to want to find that programming to get the, to get even more results, to, to push towards fitness, to push towards health? CrossFit's evolving. It's always been evolving and that's okay. And we now, we created the thing like the games and then now you can see that certain things are getting changed and it's all awesome. But I think people are, they're like, wait, hold on. Am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do now? The games are gone. I'm like, well, you were 17,000 in the open. So let's, none of that even matters. Like, let's just talk about what actually should go on. And they're like, what are your goals? I want to do better in the open. That's fine. Okay. I, I respect that. What's another goal? I want to look good. First of all, it's normally vice. That's their number one goal. I want to look good. I want to do better in the open. I want to progress and I want to hurt less. I don't want to get injured. And we feel that we've found, I don't want to, we're not like marketing ourselves because we don't sell anything, but I think we found through trial and error, mm -hmm. through beating ourselves up, through going through every program under the sun for, for an extended period of time, for having injuries that were affected outside life, that we finally found something where we can look good, compete at levels that we want to compete at, mm -hmm. and still have the time outside. And I bet everybody listening is like, mm, I want yeah. to know that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, we get a we get some criticism from other people sometimes about the way that we do things. And the funny thing is that, that criticism comes from people that have, haven't been doing CrossFit for as long as we have. You've, you've been doing it for a couple of years, you, you know, and you haven't been through the ringer yet. Ringer. So we've been through the competing thing. We've been through the ups and downs, like having been in this for a decade, you learn stuff about yourself and you learn stuff about training and um, yeah, like Andrew said, this is just the way we found to make our members happiest and to get them the results that they want. It's not yeah, a good thing to wake up when walking to the gym, be like, oh man, all right. Yeah. It hurts. Oh, sorry. Um, well, and, and I think one thing you alluded to, but maybe so the listeners know, it's like you guys test everything yourselves first. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, you were doing the whole... Pinoy breathing stuff yeah. week, months before you were implementing it into your class. Mm -hmm. All right, game time. So we're going to have to do a little bit of the honor system here. It's going to be newlywed game style. I'm going to ask you each a question. I'm going to ask one question. You're going to think of your true answer, and then you're going to have to be honest You know when the other person gives the answer. Okay. okay. Ready. All right. We'll start CrossFit. Favorite workout. Fuck. What's Jen's favorite workout, Andrew? You have to think of it, Jen. Uh, is, is it a girl? Like a benchmark? I don't know your wife's favorite workout. <laughs> Hold on. Second. Oh, I already know. My, I she, know. She, know she knows both. Okay. Uh, am I going to say like Cindy? Okay. What was that? What's your answer? I don't have a favorite workout. I, that was... Yeah. That's not an answer, Jen. This game is backfiring. All right. What was Andrew's? 19-1. I mean, yeah, hold on. Let's restart. We actually have to think. Like, we have to play. Okay, okay. let's let's go a different direction. New, new we, we have to actually try. New question. I'll go simple. Other person's favorite color. Okay. 
I feel like you guys haven't met before. Have okay, you guys met? <laughs> I bet we're so wrong. All right. Who's okay. On? What's Jen's favorite color, Andrew? Purple. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. What's Andrew's favorite color? Blue? I, I said green in my head, but it's between blue and green. <laughs> All right. We'll give you that one. We'll give you that one. Let's go another one. What's the other person's favorite workout song? I got it. Well, all right, what's Andrew's? That one more than a feeling song. A Boston more than a feeling. You play that every time. <laughs> that's not that's not my favorite workout song. <laughs> I don't know anything about him. Yeah, I would say your favorite workout song song is like like a Demi Lovato, like whatever's the most pop, like I've been here all night. No, I think we're Nicki Minaj. Dang it. All right. All right, one more. Last one. Who is the other person's favorite chicken of your chickens? I feel like I know Jen's, and I'm not married to her. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> trying to remember its name. You have pets that you don't know their names. It's no. one of the gold ones. No. Nightcrawler. No, night, no. night Nightcrawler. Yours is Macho Man Randy Savage. Mine's Macho Man. All right, you got that one. I'm guessing. Let me guess, Jen's. I'm gonna guess Susan. Yes. Susan. Oh, Jen and I should be married. <laughs> know that I, I, I only post about susan yeah but you also only post about doug and pickles and in, in their assholes <laughs> now that pickles is gone and by the way and i'll give you a chance to say but if you don't follow jen's instagram i don't know how you think of what jet <laughs> is thinking it is so funny every time i read it all right last thing i this is not the game is over you guys both lose um <laughs> we lost <laughs> i won yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I always ask everyone you know, I'd like to have a compiled list from all the guests, your favorite book or a book you recommend that the listeners check out. Um, Own the Day, Own Your Life by Aubrey Marcus is really good. Uh, I just, Roz and I both just read that. I think it challenges a lot of people's uh, thinking in terms of mindset. And um, I, I don't know, I really like that one. And it's about having a perfect day. Not that like every day is like that. It's just compositing things that, make a day great that you don't necessarily think of whether it's morning habits whether it's working out whether it's relationship things yeah. and i mean whatever and uh you know drugs like what seriously i mean having a good time how how to enjoy things in life i think that i like that book mine is um <laughs> the magic art of tidying up by marie kondo because if my clothes are folded and i'm decluttered I'm nicer to people, nicer yeah, to you. For sure. Everything is better in my life when my clothes are perfectly folded. I don't know why that is. I'm, I'm right with you. You, The three of us have had numerous conversations on minimalism and yes. the magical art of tidying up. I mean, I'm in my closet now. You can see my... Not bad. Yeah. And nice. I this, you know, I got rid of everything. My shirts are folded the way yep. she teaches. Yep. So it's really good. I don't know. Uh, it's like that whole, like when your space is clear. Yeah. And you know, it's even just like, for example, today I coach, you know, this afternoon. So I have on my North Naples CrossFit shirt and th it was one less decision I had to make this morning. Mm -hmm. You know, so even, some days when I'm like, what shirt should I wear? I have like hundreds of shirts and I've gotten rid of most of them. Yeah. It's really something I definitely recommend both of those books. All right. Where can people check you guys out all over the world, all over the internet? Where right. can they see? Let me go specifically. What's the box's Instagram? At 
CrossFit Tuebor. It's T-U-E-B-O-R. You want to check out, you know, the color of the wall. If you want to see some of their programming, um, the community there, definitely check that out. Each of you have your own individual Insta as well. What's yours, Andrew? Andrew Charlesworth, one. Yeah, mine's Jen.Charlesworth. Jen. Charlesworth. And I'm going to put these all in the notes. And then, of course, check out Thunderbro. Uh, Thunderbro without the E, like Dave said, Thun Dr. Bro. If you haven't checked it out, you're probably living under a rock. That's right. Some of those videos are so funny. Definitely listen, watch those. Anything else you guys want to add before we sign off? I mean, you know, you be nice to people. You can't change the world unless you change yourself. Um, uh, you know, we're all just creatures of the same. Um, what? To all. I don't know where he's going with that, Jen, but it was, it sounded good. I'll roll with that. Yeah. You know what? Funny enough, like that is Andrew. Like people will be listening to this, think he's joking around, but that's Andrew. Big, yeah. big, lovable teddy bear. And, um, <laughs> It was great to chat with you guys. Great way to start my day. So thanks for hopping on. And I look forward to hopefully, I'm hoping to get some time out in Michigan this summer. So got to convince Roz and we'll, we'll be out there. Yeah, you got a new bedroom. It's ready for you guys. Clean. All right. One dog here. <laughs> we'll have a great rest of the day, guys. All right. Thanks. See ya. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, one more time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and send us any feedback you have to at Best Hour of Their Day on Instagram and Best Hour of Their Day at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. We appreciate you. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your day.